With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Thanks for listening to The Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is the Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening to part of the show. 
listen to the show. Thanks so much for making this part of your day. Sorry, the coffee hasn't fully gotten into the system yet. Doug Gottlieb in for Colin. Colin off. He does not have, nor has anybody tested positive for COVID, but there's rules and regulations and legal mumbo-jumbo over how many people you can have in the Fox TV studios at once. So, my man's got a day off. It's not a bad life. Hey, listen, you're still going to get paid the same. You just don't have to come to work. Okay. Cool. And it's not going to count as a day off. Where do I sign up for that gig? Um, Ryan Rosillo is going to join us from the ringer. Uh, we'll talk some football. We'll talk some... We, there's actually a lot of interesting football discussions, including... Uh, Bill O'Brien and our our knee-jerk reaction as to who's going to replace Bill O'Brien as head coach of the Texans, what actually kind of makes sense. Um, I I definitely want to get to the NBA Finals, which we got another day off today. Feels like, feels like everyone knows what's coming tomorrow. Doesn't it? I will get that with Rosillo in 15 minutes. And uh, I have identified a problem which I believe is the uh, the Dodgers have a Lamar Jackson problem. Mm. Mm. Get to that in a moment. Let me start with this. According to Football Outsiders, the Cowboys have the easiest remaining schedule. I, I, yeah, I didn't have to be a football outsider to look at their schedule and go, God, the NFC sucks. Right? Like, it does not take... I am not a smart man, Jenna, but I do know what an easy schedule looks like. But no, like football outsiders, they actually do the math and do the hard work. And the Cowboys, who are a half game behind the Philadelphia Eagles, have, again, based upon four games in, the easiest schedule. Remaining games. The Giants. <laughs> the Cardinals at home. Okay, Cardinals can score. They're 2-2. Two and two. Um, I'm not sure I bought the hype over them being a playoff team. I like their offense, but I don't love their defense. Then they go to Washington, who stinks. Philadelphia, who at this point really banged up. Could be healthier by them. We don't know. Pittsburgh, that's a good football team. By week, Minnesota, as of now, one win. Washington stinks. At Baltimore, that's not an easy game. At Cincinnati, plays everybody close and just won a game. San Francisco, we don't know. Like, this is a hard one. Jimmy G's going to come back. We don't know about the rest. Like, the rest of their roster is in tatters. Obviously, they're not going to have Nick Bosa this year, but there's a lot of their other guys that could be back by then. Philly, again, don't know what their roster will look like by then, and then the Giants. Mostly, they play the NFC East. They haven't played an NFC East game yet, so you got two against the Giants and two against the, 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 former, the, the Washington football team. So that's four wins. right? Like, you put us down for four. That's the thing that the Eagles screwed up most. It wasn't that the Eagles lost week one of the season when they had they were without four starting offensive linemen. It's that you lost in division in a game a game you absolutely could not lose to a bad football team. But they did. So we would all I mean, is it okay? Am I okay saying the giant the, the Cowboys defense is a joke? It's so bad. Whether they're confused by Mike Nolan's system, whether football's passed Mike Nolan by, whether they have a bad fit for his 3-4 scheme, or whether they just don't like him, or they don't play hard because they're entitled by the contracts that they have. Whatever it is, the Cowboys' defense is bad. And if I was fair, like, look, 
Dak has been great in these comebacks, but like last year it was they would score on the opening drive and then they couldn't score. Now it's they're not scoring on the opening drives. They're struggling some. Sometimes they're scoring the opening drive, but they're struggling some offensively. And then you get into a, you know, two, three deep zone, keep everything in front, and he starts hitting crossing patterns, and now all of a sudden their offense explodes. They're not running the football the way they used to. Some of that is because their offensive line isn't what it used to be or it hasn't been fully healthy. Number one in overall yardage. Number one in passing yardage. Most of that's because they've been behind. They're terrible against the run. They're 31st in the league against the run. They've allowed the third most yards, 430 yards a game. So, look, they're on defense a lot, and they're just getting smacked by teams that run the football. And I think it's a win-win in a lose-lose for Dak Prescott, lose-lose for the Cowboys. Like, do you remember draft night? Do you remember when they they went and what they did with their first-round pick? Anybody? Like, oh, yeah, C.D. Lamb. Now, I like C.D. Lamb. I like lamb. It's very, very good. A little rosemary on top. C.D. Lamb's awesome. Amari Cooper, I don't believe, is the true superstar number one. But when you add Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb, it covers up, like, look, they're doing this without Blake Jarwin, without their starting tight end. Dalton Schultz is their tight end. What a great name. Dalton. That just sounds proper. Doesn't it? Right? Dalton Schultz. Anyway... Um, I, I like, I have nothing, I have no qualms with CD lamb, but when I look back to the 2020 NFL draft and I remember that they, that they, they, they went, they stayed true to their board. Yeah. I'd be like, Oh man, they stayed true to their board. They didn't reach for a need. Yeah. It kind of feels like you should have reached for a need. You mean to tell me that you couldn't either have taken a defensive player and there were several plenty available. Right. I mean, you look where C.D. Lamb went in the draft. He went 17th overall. Right? And you look at at other linebackers who were available. Granted, they thought they were really good at linebacker. Obviously, in the second round, they drafted a very good corner. But but this team has issues at, at, uh, at safety. And there were the top safeties available. Or you could have traded down. Instead, they stayed true to their board and... They they brought sand to the beach. The rich got richer. You already have one of the highest paid running backs in the game. You have an incredibly highly paid offensive line. You end up paying Amari Cooper $100 million. You got Michael Gallup, who was a second round pick, I think, right? Third round pick? Okay. Like, did you need C.D. Lamb? But But they did. You know what they did? Are you a rims guy? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I love rims. They add to a car. They make any car. My, my One of my roommates in college is uh, Desmond Mason. He had, and obviously he's 10 years in the NBA, and he's a super talented artist now, so he's rich beyond all means. So he won't mind me selling him out that he had a 70, 75 Nova in college. Hoopty. But he had some cool rims. And and look, what one of the things you don't realize when you buy rims on a, on a car is, is you're like, well, it makes it look better. It does, right? You get some 20s or some 22s instead of the stock 19s or 18s. It just looks better. 
but the ride's a little stiffer. And here's the thing about low-profile tires. They wear down like twice as fast. So instead of getting 25, 30,000 miles on a set of radials, you get like 10,000. So they cost more, and then you replace them more often, and the ride isn't as smooth. But what it, what's every guy listening to the herd? Doug Gottlieb phoning him for Colin. What's every guy thinking when, yeah, but they look cool. And you're right, they do. They look cool. And you know what? The Dallas Cowboys look cool. Because they got CeeDee Lamb. They got Amari Cooper. They got Michael Gallup. They got Ezekiel Elliott. They get down a couple scores. Boop, boop, boop. Let's put up some yards. Let's have some fun, boys. But you know what it doesn't do? It doesn't win you football games. And it's weird. We went from Dak Prescott. Didn't put up great numbers, but don't worry about numbers. He wins. He's a winner. He's got that winning thing. Can't, you know, he can't put it, he can't do the stat thing. It, what matters is winning. Okay, well, last year he had better players and they go into Philadelphia and in a must-win game, they couldn't win. They didn't beat any of the teams with a winning record. Guess what they haven't done this year? Beat anybody with a winning record. <laughs> right? Again, is it all his fault? Like, no. And they, they, they brought sand to the beach getting C.D. Lamb to go with an already talented offensive group. So you can see that Dak Prescott walks in, you know, slaps down 5,000, 6,000 yards passing, 30 some odd touchdowns, and is like, hey, wasn't my fault. Pay me my money. Win-win. And you know what? They, they might be able to moonwalk their way to a, uh, to a divisional title because Philadelphia is not good. Like Nick Mullins couldn't have been worse for San Francisco when they played on Sunday night. Couldn't have been worse. And after a beautiful touchdown pass from Carson Wentz, they get a pick six. And you're like, it's over. San Francisco still had a chance to win the game. Like Philadelphia is not a good football team. No one's arguing that. Don't give me. And then you got, then they got the Giants twice and the Washington football team twice is now starting Kyle Allen. At some point, they're going to give Alex Smith another shot. They just they don't have any players. I mean, so Dak will probably win the division, you know, with eight or nine wins and a super easy, super soft schedule and throw for 70 million thousand yards. But they're still not beating good teams. They drafted to only add to his wizardry. Then you're going to pay Dak a bunch of money and you're not going to be able to afford to fix the defense. And the cycle continues. And everything you said about Dak, well, he's a winner. Went out the window. You're like, well, he's, it's not his fault. He's putting up numbers. But no, no. I'm really confused because we're in between two conflicting arguments. Either the numbers do reflect how well you're playing or they don't reflect how well you're playing. But Dak Prescott gets to have it both ways. Coming up next, Ryan Rosillo joins the show. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why does Sean Watson get a pass? Is it just because everybody doesn't like Bill O'Brien? It's a question, right? And um, what are we going to say when LeBron James has like 35 tomorrow night and they win their his fourth NBA title, the Lakers' 17th NBA title? I'll ask Rosillo. He joins me around the corner. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. 
Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go, almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but Mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like Mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. RecTech is more than a grill. They're a lifestyle. It's a smart grill technology which allows for an even heat. And you can't go wrong. RecTech, built by grillers for grillers. Go to RecTech with a Q.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Doug Gottlieb. In for Colin. Man, this is like getting the band back together. We got Ryan Rosillo from The Ringer who uh, joins us. Um, I got a bunch of things to get to. Uh, let me let me start with uh, Bill O'Brien getting fired. Um, it is weird to me that no one seems to have said like, hey, Sean Watson needs to play a little bit better. Right? Like, I'm not saying he stinks or like pull him, but he gets a huge contract. They rebuild the offensive line. Granted, trade away DeAndre Hopkins and you know, the one thing we all, I think, agree is Bill O'Brien's pretty good with quarterbacks, pretty good with offense. Why do you think he's escaped any sort of critique for their 0-4 start? Because social media hates Bill O'Brien. I mean, if you if you did a list of, like, most most targeted guys over the last couple of years. Ooh, 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 let's let's do the receivers. list. Yeah, let's do the list. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, Harbaugh's up there yep. for college football. Sure. I think he's the number one guy everyone roots against. Um, I don't think there's a lot of love for Tom Herman um, just because, you know, hey, w- w- I thought this guy was supposed to be the guy, you know. And Look, I get it. It hasn't been as good as, at Texas as it's supposed to be. But NFL Sunday, like anytime there's a primetime Bill O'Brien game, it was just on. And I always – look, I'm not telling you he was great, but I actually think with some of the records that he had <laughs> with some of the quarterbacks before Deshaun, yeah. I was like, isn't this a sign of like some kind of accomplishment? But then the whole thing derails. The, the leadership from the top down, everybody tell you it was kind of a mess. And I just think the Bill O'Brien thing, like it doesn't mean that Deshaun hasn't played as well as we expect, Doug, but we know how the game works. The game becomes whatever the headline thing is, the shadow cast, you know, cast beyond all the other possible storylines. Yeah, but we, we do this thing where like he makes, he has a great game or makes it like last year, he made that incredible play where he got a cleat in the eye, right? And threw a touchdown pass like the next play. And we're like, well, he's great. Okay. He's great. Period. And that's it. 
nobody can evolve. Guys that are just okay can't get better, right? Remember, Kirk Cousins couldn't win a big game, then he wins a big game. You're like, well, that was just one. And nobody can devolve. Guys can't or or plateau. And it it feels like we're we're a little bit datum. It's even the J.J. Watt thing. Like, we still talk about J.J. Watt like he's a superstar. Like, J.J. Watt's just a good football player now. He's not, he's not Captain America like he used to be. Yeah, but that's, I mean, it's just kind of the, the job. And I know that all of us, it's kind of funny how cyclical it becomes because it happens and then the people that do our jobs say it. So then it's happening. And then the people that do our jobs are like, I can't believe everybody's saying this. And it just kind of goes round and round. Like right. the Rondo thing is one of the dumbest conversations I've heard in sports in the last 10 years. I mean, he absolutely mailed it in at the end of Boston, admitted he had stopped playing defense. Um, goes to Dallas, gets in a huge battle with Rick Carlisle. They couldn't wait to get him out of there. Boston couldn't wait to get him out of there. The Chicago thing didn't make any sense. He disappeared in Sacramento. He wasn't good in the regular season for the Pelicans, then had like a terrific playoff run. And Lakers fans couldn't believe Vogel was still giving him minutes. And he has been huge, huge for this Lakers team. I, you know, it's just another part of it. It's like, hey, how come more people didn't see this coming? They're like, well, I didn't know that Rondo was going to turn into like a really valuable player all of a sudden. And yet, because he's been really good in the playoffs in spots, it's like, oh, you know, all you guys are doubting him. Like, well, of course I was doubting him because I was watching him all other <laughs> years, too, and he wasn't good. Uh, I want to get back to basketball in a second. Let me go to tonight, Thursday Night Football. Uh, Bears, Tampa Buccaneers. Kind of hard to tell in the Bucks, right? Like, they got down two scores, and the Chargers did what the Chargers do, which is open the door by bad fumble, you know, and they, they're without 10 of their guys. Like, is Tampa really good are they getting like where are they now in, in your eyes as a playoff team Super Bowl contender? So we knew the defense was a lot better statistically than than it averaged out last year because Winston put them in maybe one of the worst positions a, a quarterback's ever put his defense in in the history of the game. I mean, it was that bad. Um, but to think that Brady, who's who's just a workaholic, was going to be immediately like day one on the same page with all these receivers. I just you know we expect unreal things from him even at 43 years old and it's not what I saw in the beginning but what I saw in that Chargers game was somebody that trusts his receivers and is completely like on the same page with him now like some of those throws that he made like the Mike Evans throw he's making that because it's Mike Evans it's not the route it's not the defense it's like okay I trust you a little bit more I know what I'm working with um I don't know if he thinks that Gronk got so small that all of a sudden Gronk is Scotty Miller and he's throwing to him thinking he's throwing to Gronk but um, he hasn't targeted Gronk that much. But then I thought in the second half, you could just see some of those throws where he's really opening it up. It just felt like he was more comfortable. It felt like there was a trust there that we didn't see at the beginning of the year. So uh, at this point, I'd be surprised if, if Tampa ends up you know, not in the playoffs because I, I really do think that Brady, if he stays upright and he just does a really good job of staying healthy or healthy enough to play, um, I buy into him. Not that I was writing him off, um, but, you know, again, even that first week against New Orleans, it was like, okay, you know, he threw, he threw a pick that we're not used to him seeing. But I, I loved what he saw, what, what we saw against the Chargers team. And I know with missing pieces, but I actually really like that Chargers defense when they're all out there. I, I do too when, when they're all out there, but that's, that's a big yeah. one. Um, how, uh, over under on Philly special references tonight with full starting? Um, Thursday. It's it's Joe Buck, so he's gonna he'll he'll have fun with it. He knows, he, but I don't think it won't be like it was ESPN and it was Levy. There would be a lot more. I feel like because they would make them they would make them run the tape several times. Thursday Fox game probably just one, probably just one because Foles isn't playing that well. I actually still think Trubisky gets a start even if Foles is healthy because I think Foles is a lot like a lot of these role players that we have in basketball where you go, oh wait, like. Brian Hoyer, all we hear about how, how amazing he is in practice, understands the playbook and everything. It's like, oh, well, now he has to play? 
oh wait, this isn't this isn't going as well, and it's happening with Foles. Like this Bears team is not is not who they're like that whole the record you are what your record says you are. No, not not always because I don't think anybody watching this entire season of this Bears team thinks they're any good. No, um, he does have you know Nagy, DiFilippo, Laser, all those guys work with him before, so they 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 trust him. They 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 think they know what to call, what plays to call for him. I think that's a big part of it. Um, let me let me get to Dwayne Haskins. I I hear and I I see a lot of people at other networks, maybe even our, at my network, saying didn't get a fair shake. I'm like, look, two different coaching staffs thought you didn't have a good enough grasp of the playbook. Um, we his college coach said he wasn't ready. He didn't look like he's ready. And even Doug Williams last year said he didn't dive into the playbook enough. He doesn't have good feet and he doesn't have he has slow eyes. So I don't I don't understand. Like I I get that we think. 13, 11 games is enough, but it feels like it's enough to me. Where are you on whether or not he got a fair shake? Look, I don't actually think he got enough time for a first-round pick. Like, I don't think you want to turn the page on that that quickly. But a lot of times when coaches are fired and almost all of us are on the outside and you'll say, wait a minute, why did that coach get fired? You go, you know what, if people that are there day-to-day are going, hey, we're trying to move on from this guy to get a little bit more information, like I defer to those people. So, if they're in the room with every day, and by the way, like anybody throwing out just raw quarterback stats now, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Like right. it just doesn't. Like guys are firing away at 300 yard games, and I think look terrible at times. When you're like, oh great, this guy had 500 yards again, or this guy had 300 yards again, he must be awesome. And like 300 yards doesn't mean anything anymore. It's like some of these NBA scores where you go, I think you got to just cut it off at 25 percent of what the actual production is because dudes are just chucking a million threes now. So um, I would like to see any franchise that put the first round resource into a quarterback, give him a little bit more time, and maybe it's a step back, take a step forward thing. But some of the criticism of the criticism of Haskins just feels kind of, you know, specific. It becomes a race issue where I go, well, like, what's Josh Rosen's? Like, what, who's he gets complained to? You know? Yeah. Like, I think that there are plenty of. Yeah, by the way, by the way, look, I, 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 I thought I called the Rosen thing, right? Because the people I talked to, but in fairness to Josh Rosen, he starts with the Arizona Cardinals who had the worst line in the sport, the worst line in the sport. They had a coach that last, and he's not mobile. And they had a coach that lasted one year that everybody said was in way over his head. And like, he was poof gone. But again, there's no, I'm, I'm with you. It's like, yeah, maybe he's not good, right? Maybe yeah. he's not good. Yes. But no one, no one cares about like I just think when it comes to quarterbacks, at least for now. Now historically, I'm not going to take the other side of that argument. Right. Um, black quarterbacks are treated horribly, and it's kind of ridiculous that it took this long for people to be like, "Hey, maybe that guy's going to be good on Sundays." But when it comes to well, this guy, it's happened with Cam. Like, oh, Cam is only criticized because uh, because, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? Like, does anybody want to talk to Romo? Does anybody want to talk to Jay Cutler? No, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the position. It's, uh, John, Johnny Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield, right? Baker Mayfield has a good first year, bad second year, right? A slow start. It's it's the nature of the position now. Not it. it, it yes, we we can't go. If we go back 30, 40 years, we could have that discussion. Now it's simply about how how are you playing based upon the position. That position is the most critiqued position in all of sports. Yeah, that's. I just think there's there's times where it's it's fair and most times it's obsessive um and i I don't think that and i really think it has more to do with being around the guy um and i'm not even talking specific to haskins you know i i really think that 
you know, it's, it's weird to think like a coaching staff would just go like coaching staff get stuff wrong. None of us are arguing with these guys get it right all the time. Sure. But, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know that Haskins was awesome. You know, I don't know that he was, but it still seems quick. There's something weird though going on there because I don't know if you saw this. He's not even the second string quarterback. He's the third string quarterback, and they didn't have him take snaps yesterday. And then there's video, and this is a little. This is a kind of a, a little weird thing for me. All the other quarterbacks, all the three quarterbacks, are wearing the maroon pants, except for Dwayne Haskins. He's wearing the white pants out of practice, and it's just one of those things where, where when when you're in the coach's doghouse and you're doing kind of your own thing, you're on your own program, nothing ticks a coaching staff off more than you're doing your own thing, you're running, oh, you're the white pants guy. Great, got it. You know, like you just got benched, buy in, get the play, you know, figure out the playbook and 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 stay ready. Um, uh, that, 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 to me, I saw something in that video, which I don't know if uh, other people caught. Ryan Rosilla joining us. Uh, you, can, you can obviously hear him over at the ringer. Um, let me get to tomorrow night. I feel like I know what's coming, right? You give him an extra day off. He hasn't had any offensive explosion in this. Like st- again, this is what the raw statistics argument, right? Like statistically, LeBron's played really, really well, but he's been good, not not completely and thoroughly dominant. Not even necessarily the go-to. Turnovers are also a statistic that people seem to not pay attention to, and it's the reason that Miami won one game and the reason they almost won the last game. Uh, but he has been great in these deciding games. Everybody I've talked to down there just wants to go home. He's going to close out, you know, win another NBA championship. How should we take this as somebody who studies and knows the sport? What, the accomplishment of him getting another title? Yes, in the bubble, uh, against the Heat. How do you take it? Well, we know what's going to happen because, you know, in the beginning when this whole process was being introduced to us, it was, okay, well, you know, no matter what, there's going to be an asterisk on this. And you just go, okay, well, that doesn't seem fair. Like, whoever wins the title under these circumstances, that's what's going to happen. But then it swung so hard the other way that it's like, this is going to be the toughest championship ever won. And, you know, like, ah, I don't know, they're playing the Heat. <laughs> you know, like can we can we include playing the right? playing the Warriors who won seventy three games with a three to one lead and having to win Game Seven in Oakland, kind of with, with Steph Curry and and Clay it's Thompson. Not close. It's not even close. It's not even close. Kind of feels harder. I don't know. Right. I get that the bubble is inconvenient. And, and look, if you bought into the bubble argument that this is the toughest of all time, then you're just gonna hit me with isolation days and, and numbers of, of days in a hotel and a resort. And look, I've been to Disney a few times. I wouldn't want to be there for three months straight. Um, but uh, the Heat, especially in undermanned Heat, I mean, this was a team that was still projected to win like 49 games if you went over an 82-game season. And the more I started thinking about it, because I was really impressed with the Heat. I was impressed with their depth, Bams, growth, Butler taking on this alpha role, Hero and, and Duncan Robinson giving you – buckets on certain nights i kept thinking like wait a minute what are they going to do with anthony davis and they try that zone which is actually the dumbest thing you can do like it just proves how bad i think team, and i'm not going to say it's coaching but how uncomfortable players young players are against the zone because actually like once you figure it out i think you would know this it's not that hard to score against it but it just freaks teams out even nba teams and when they try to do it against the lakers you're like oh wait you have six nine LeBron catching in the middle of all of this and making passing decisions to Anthony Davis who's running baseline against a six nine or an inverted front line or back back line where they had their bigs up front and they had their guards on the baseline. You go, okay, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and so, um, 
you know, I think that there are circumstances that we know are unprecedented for this, but I can't, I can't sign off on the idea that this is the greatest or toughest championship to, to ever accomplish. You know, what's interesting to me is I've heard people say, well, this is the beginning of a dy- another dynasty for the Lakers. And like, well, look, I think it's a great accomplishment, and I think his leadership and bouncing back from how bad the, the, the juju was last year in that building is, is, is with the Lakers is big. But, again, like, they didn't play the Clippers. The next year they probably won't be so fortunate. The Warriors took the season off. My guess would be the Nuggets feel like a team on the rise, right? Uh, the Mavericks the Mavericks are going to be the new Rockets, right? They won't actually win because they don't play defense, but they'll still win a bunch of games because they're super talented in offense. And then the other side, like, dude, the Nets are going to be good next year if Kyrie doesn't ruin them. Well. Uh, it's po- okay, possibility. Right? 50-50 shot. Talented, let's just say talented. You would think the Celtics are going to be better as Jason Tatum and those young guys get better. Um and Milwaukee's still a problem if they ever play them. Like I, I think, I, I, the idea that this is the beginning of something when LeBron, this may be the last year he's able to dial it up as often as he's able to dial it up. It's just reasonable at thirty-five years old. I kind of think we should appreciate it while we got it. Yeah, I, I look. I'm, I'm blown away by this guy. Okay, so you know you're hesitant to ever say anything negative because then it turns you into like oh wait a minute like the other one that i hear is like what does it mean for him winning a title with his third team this is ridiculous the lead guy there's, there's no comp for this because that was the, the momentum behind Kawhi. like you know why this is happening because nobody ever did this you think if magic well magic didn't have to go anywhere because his team made nine finals in the 12 prime years that he had but right. what if bird looked around at 88 and said eh i'm out of here you know <laughs> like nobody has done this historically so to say it's a greater accomplishment to jump from team to team and win all these titles, like it's not a negative, but I don't think it's it's something it's not unprecedented because nobody else could pull it off. It's unprecedented because nobody else did it. Right. So I'm sitting here watching him. I actually think he's played better maybe than you did in the finals because he's just controlling things in a way that's subtle. Like he was it was a really weird first half of game four where it felt like everybody was kind of just off or at least Miami had clogged the game up enough. But what LeBron does when he decides, okay, you can see these moments. You saw him in the fourth quarter against Houston. You saw him in these moments where he's hitting shots against Denver. Um, and you're seeing specific times where he's like, okay, now I'm going to start driving. And then it just kind of just destroys the will of the opponent. So it's not just the raw near triple-double numbers from him. I think he's just having these moments of games where he takes over. and It's, it's unbelievable that this guy enters the league in 2003 and he's still doing this. No, no, no. You, I, and if, and if, I, if I led you to believe otherwise, I, that I was, I'm wrong in that that's, that's the true genius to him. It's a lot, it, there's, there's a little bit like Brady there, right? That's how I started the show, kind of comparing it, which is like you just you kind of control everything, control everything, and then when you're feeling it and you find your spots, now all of a sudden you still have the talent to kind of take over. And 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 like like look, there's a reason Contavious Caldwell Pope is open late in the fourth quarter to hit those shots, or that you know Rondo Rondo is able to get layups because you've got to pay attention to LeBron and to Anthony Davis. But you know he's responsible for Anthony Davis's carrying the team at times quarters one through three in most games, and then LeBron can take over when everybody else is tired. He has that kind of well of energy that he saved up. Now he's unbelievable at controlling things and pacing himself and knowing, but just. There, there is going to be a point in time where he's going to go to the well and there's nothing there. It's We're not there yet, but that day is, is coming at some point. Yeah, I don't know when. I mean, you're right. It is coming. And I would even say there's moments. I remember there was a, a time during the Denver 
series because there was this other thing going around like oh he's getting incredibly tired he's getting tired yes. and I would go through all of their fourth quarters and be like a lot of these games are already decided or they let somebody back in late so the score becomes like a middle little misleading so I don't know that the fourth quarters matter as much as maybe you think and then he had like a I think Tory Craig was on him baseline spin dunk over yeah. and granted it doesn't mean like oh yeah he's just as athletic as he was at 25 because he just dunked on somebody that's not what I'm saying but those those bursts are still there I also think the Rondo part of this is a huge part of the team's success um, because I thought, again, I thought there were times I'm like, what is he doing out there? Like, he looks unplayable. And I think LeBron having somebody else that he trusts just to bring the ball up, I know that can sound stupid. No, no. You can speak to this better than I can, but just trusting that, hey, that other guy will initiate something good and I trust him as opposed to Kuzma jacking a shot up. Although Kuzma's actually played better than I thought he would. You know, Pope, who's not really a creator on his own, Caruso, you probably don't want shooting a ton, although you probably, you know, like his toughness and all that stuff. Just having somebody with Rondo's resume where you go, okay, you can get us into our action and I can kind of maybe cut off of this. I think that's a huge, huge, um, you know, it's just a relief for LeBron to not have to have that burden every possession up the court. Ryan Rosillo, check him out at The Ringer. Uh, follow him on social media as well. Ryan, great stuff, man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Doug. Let's get to the Don- John Goulet with the news. Let's get you to John Goulet with the news. Let's get you to John Goulet with the news. Herdline news. Go, John. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline news. There's a lot of buttons in here. There's a lot of buttons. Yeah. Uh, So yesterday we may have learned why Bill O'Brien was fired so early in the season by the Texans. The report came out that J.J. Watt and his former head coach had a verbal exchange at practice a couple of weeks ago before their loss to the Steelers. Sources confirmed to ESPN that this blow-up happened, and the incident was the moment Bill O'Brien lost the team. They asked Watt about it yesterday. He said, quote, I'm not going to talk about what happened at practice or what conversations were had or whatever it may be. The situation is what the situation is, and we right now have a fresh start. And We had a good practice today, and we're looking forward to Jacksonville. That is as close to confirming that story as you can without saying, yep, that totally happened happened because he didn't say it didn't happen uh if things had really gotten that bad is it possible the texans could actually have a bounce back they had a tough schedule and they hated their coach i mean they're that seems like a prime candidate to me to roll off and they're they're not a bad team and they have and they have a big time quarterback and I know people are like, well, you just said their quarterback no I'm saying he hadn't played that well that's what it's a good reason why they're yeah yeah they're better than Jacksonville they should win this weekend, sure. and it should be a galvanizing moment. Um, that again, and and Romeo Cornell has experience. He's been a head coach before, like so. He's they should play with great energy. Then we don't know what's going to happen next week with Tennessee. Uh, then they get Green Bay. That probably won't go well. They got Jacksonville twice. Do you love Selena? Like really love. Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, the stuff Detroit, they had Chicago. They do not have an easy schedule. It's one of the things that comes with winning their division. Not as hard as they had. Could you see a bounce? Are they going to win games? Yes. Are they going to win nine or ten games? I don't think so, but I don't know. I, I Yes, I think they're a prime candidate for a bounce back specifically against Jacksonville, and then we'll see what happens with the Tennessee game. Bet, probably bet. I know Bill O'Brien is famous for yelling at stars. His biggest highlight in New England was yelling with Tom Brady, but, man, I don't know that I'm picking. I'm going after J.J. Watt. He's so he's just so beloved by people. That's, yes. I don't know if that's – that might be the one guy you don't go after. On Cannot, the well, you, you lose J.J. Watt, you lose the locker room. And that's right? reportedly what happened. Yes. 
Uh, and finally, the Chiefs will visit the Raiders this weekend. And because they're in the same division, we refer to that as a rivalry. Derek Carr, though, disagrees. He told the Las Vegas Review-Journal, quote, If we're being honest to make it a rivalry, we have to win some games. Carr is 2-10 and against the Chiefs in his career. And the last three times they've played, the combined score is Chiefs 103, Raiders 22. Uh, the domination by the Chiefs in this division has just been crazy. And it's not even just Patrick Mahomes, but when he's there, they're just, they don't have any competition. They don't have a rival, do they? No. No, I mean, even I mean, Baltimore can't be a rival to them. No, but that's, and that's in conference, not in division. Sure. But I, I think they've beaten the Chargers, I, I'm going to say something like 17 and last 18 times. You, you would know. And yeah, and the last one that was that crazy overtime win yeah. on like Thursday night or something a couple years ago when the Chargers were red hot. Um, yeah, I mean, like Denver's ever since Peyton Manning retired, they've been bad. Obviously, the Raiders have been bad. And that's part of, the Raiders have been bad for most of 20 years. But that's part of it. They've been, that's one of the reasons that they've been so successful under Andy Reid is a lot like Bill Belichick, they've dominated their division. That was the key to the Patriots dynasty. Sure. Some of that is the ineptitude of the Raiders, the ineptitude of the Chargers at times, the ineptitude of the Broncos since Peyton has retired. Yep. And some of that is Andy Reid and the Chiefs got it going on. And that's John Gulley with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. The Dodgers snuck out a win last night, but there's cause for concern in their pursuit of a World Series title. I'll tell you what that cause is upcoming next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Certain things just go together better, like peanut butter and jelly, apple pie and ice cream. Or the comfort and support found in a DreamCloud hybrid mattress with its combination of memory foam and springs. DreamCloud is a luxury mattress made with premium materials at half the price of traditional hybrid mattresses. Perfectly comfortable sleep is about more than just the mattress you sleep on. And that's why every DreamCloud also comes with $399 in accessories. Plus get $200 off a 365-night home trial free shipping and returns, and a forever warranty. Go to dreamcloudsleep.com and start getting hotel-level comfort and support in your very own home. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Seeing the check engine light turn on can give anyone anxiety, but with coverage from CarShield, you won't dread unexpected repairs. Get coverage today and see why CarShield cars go further. Visit carshield.com. Use the code HERD to save 10% and a deductible may apply. Um, 
The Dodgers won last night. It was a really, really exciting baseball game. And I understand that Colin, like me, uh, my show follows this show on most Fox Sports Radio uh, affiliates, as well as in your iHeartRadio app, the Doug Gottlieb Show. We don't, we don't talk a ton of baseball until you get to the very, very meat of the playoffs. And maybe though you get, I mean, we could have a dream scenario. You already have the A's. Mike Fires plays for the A's. He was the former Astro who turned in the Astros. You have A's, Astros, and then potentially Yankees, Astros, but the Yankees are down two games to one. And then either Yankees, Dodgers in the World Series or Astros, Dodgers in the World Series. Any we would we would absolutely take. Yankees, Dodgers, best ratings, best storylines, Yankees, Astros. Oh, Dodgers, Astros, excuse me. So the Dodgers technically won last night. And and look, I'm just gonna say it. They, they ain't winning the World Series with that with that bullpen. And there's I don't know what changes you can make, right? Like if you haven't been paying attention, Kenley Jansen hasn't been the same since the World Series a couple years ago. Last night he got uh, last night threw a ton of pitches last night, right? Um, I think he threw us thirty. So which I think is the most he thrown all year long. Thirty one was the most he thrown all year long. But gave up uh, three hits, two earned runs, only struck out one. But he just the fastball is not the same. The cutter doesn't have the, the 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 cutter does not have the same life. And when your cutter doesn't have the same life, as was pointed out on TV, they're going to hit it and hit it hard. So they had to use you know, Joe Kelly to try and get that one last out, and he did it and got the save, but walked two in the process, and that just does not feel. Like, like, how are you going to win nine games without somebody coming and, and shutting the door? Anybody? It It's like watching the Ravens. I like the Ravens and how they play. I love their defense when they get after it. Their running game. But if you can't, if you can't come from behind in a regular season or a playoff game, how do you expect to, how do you, how do you expect to win a Super Bowl? Lamar Jackson has literally never won a football game as a starting quarterback in the NFL when his team has trailed at the half. Every time his team has led, he's won. Every time his team has trailed, he's lost. How do you expect to win a Super Bowl if you can't do that? How do you expect to win a World Series if your closer doesn't have juice and you're left with Joe Kelly, who instead of throwing high 90s, is throwing mid 90s, which I'm told leads to bad things happening. The, I mean, the Dodgers are limping their way to what could be another World Series appearance. I I don't see them winning with that with that back end of the bullpen. You know, um, Tom Brady has six rings. LeBron's on his way to his fourth ring. There's something they have in common, which I feel like should be given more respect. I'll share with that, that with you next. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is The Herd. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.